Hi everyone, welcome to Spanglish from Friends. At the end of the podcast, do not forget to add yourself, share and visit us on Facebook at the group English with Yola with a Y. Hi everyone, I hope your guys are having a great day. And today we are going to continue to read Becoming from Michelle Obama. And we already start chapter 12. And we stop the last reading, we stop at page 165, right on the top. So today we are going to continue to read that page. And here we go. I was nine years old at the time. I knew nothing about love and commitment or conquering the world. All I could do was conjure for myself shimmery ideas about what love might be like and who might come along someday to make me feel that strong. Would it be Michael Jackson, Jose Cardinal from the Cubs? Someone like my dad? I couldn't even begin to imagine him. Really, the person who will become the you to my eye? But now, here we were. Trinity Church had a dynamic and soulful reputation. Barack had first started going there during his days as an organizer. And more recently, the two of us had formally become members following the lead of many of our young, professional African-American friends in town. The church pastor, the Reverend Jeremiah Wright, was known as a sensational preacher with a passion for social justice and was now officiating at our wedding. He welcomed our friends and family, and then held up our wedding bands for all to see. He spoke eloquently of what it meant to form a, uni a union and have it witnessed by a caring community. These people who collectively knew every dimension of Barack and every dimension of me. I felt it then the power of what we were doing, the significance of the ritual. As we stood there with our future still unwritten, with every unknown still utterly unknown, just gripping each other's hands as we said our vows. Whatever was out there, we had stepped into it together. I had put myself into planning this day. The elegance of the entire affair had somehow mattered to me. But I understood now that we really mattered. What I had remembered forever was the grip. It settled me like nothing else ever had. I had faith in this union, faith in this man. To declare it, it was the easiest thing in the world. Looking at Barack's face, I knew for sure that he felt the same. 
Neither one of us cried that day. Wow, nobody's voice quavered. If anything, we were a little giddy. From here, we had gathered up all several hundred of our witnesses and rolled on over to the reception. We would eat and drink and dance until we had exhausted exhausted ourselves with our joy. Joy means happiness. Page 166. Our honeymoon was meant to be restful. A low-key road trip in Northern California involving wine, sleep, mud baths, and good food. The day after the wedding, we flew to San Francisco, spent several days in Napa, and then dropped down highway number one to Big Sur to read books, stare at the blue bowl of ocean and clear our minds. It was glorious, despite the fact that Barack's head Cole managed to return in full force, and also despite the mud baths, which we deemed to be uncertain and kind of icky. After a busy year, we were more than ready to kick back. Barack had originally planned to spend the months leading up to our wedding finishing his book and working at his new law firm, but he had ended up putting most of it on an abrupt halt. Sometime early in 1992, he had been approached by the leaders of a national non-partisan organization called Project Vote, which spearheaded efforts to register new voters in states where minority turnout was traditionally low. They asked if Barack would run the process in Illinois, opening a field office in Chicago to enroll black voters ahead of the November elections. It was estimated that about 400,000 African Americans in the state were eligible to vote but still unregistered, the majority in and around Chicago. The pay was abysmal, but the job appealed to Barack's core beliefs in 1983. A similar voter registration drive in Chicago had helped propel Harold Washington into office. In 1992, the stakes again felt high. Another African-American candidate, Carol Mosley Brown, had surprised everyone by narrowly winning the Democratic nomination for the U.S. Senate race and was locked in what would become a tight race in the general election. Bill Clinton Meanwhile, we'll be running against George H. W. Bush for president. It was no time for minority voters to be sitting out. To say that Barack threw himself into the job would be an understatement. The goal of Project Vote 
was to sign up new Illinois voters as a staggering pace of 10,000 per week. Wow. The work was similar to what he had done as a grassroots organizer. Over the course of the spring and summer, he and his staff had trumpeted through plenty of church basements. Page 167. Gone house to house to talk with unregistered voters, he networked regularly with community leaders and made his speech, well, his speech countless times to wealthy donors, helping to fund the production of radio ads and informational brochures that could be handed out in black neighborhoods and public housing projects. The organization's message was unwavering and clear, and a straight reflection of what I knew Barack felt in his heart, there was power in voting. If you wanted change, you couldn't stay home on election day. I think the same thing. In the evenings, Barack came home to our place on Oakland Avenue and often flopped on the couch, reeking of the cigarettes he still smoked when he was out of my sight. He appeared tired but never depleted. He kept carefully track on the registration tallies. They were averaging an impressive 7,000 a week in midsummer, but we were still falling short of the goal. He strategized about how to get the message across, how to wrangle more volunteers and find pockets of people who remained unfound. He seemed to view the challenges as a Rubik's Cube like puzzle that could be solved if only he could civil the right blocks in the right order. The hardest people to reach, he told me, were the younger folks, the 18 to 30 years old, who seemed to have no faith in government at all. Wow, that's kind of difficult, I think. And well, until here, Right in the middle of page 167, we stop for today. And I hope you guys you're have a great day and we we'll see you tomorrow to continue reading this wonderful book.